it's God first, other second, yourself third. The unique and cool thing about it is if you have that perspective, it comes back around to benefit you. Iwoo Hoops presents The Pursuit. Go inside the locker room as Iwoo Hoops trades the pursuit of me for the pursuit of three. Welcome to the second episode of The Pursuit. I'm Jeff Clark, and I'm one of the coaches of the IWU men's basketball team. We heard in episode one the vision Coach Tonegal had for the team to grow in hunger, habits, and humility. Today, we're going to talk about how the leaders of the team were empowered to take ownership of that vision, introducing you in the first half to our two seniors, Ben Carlson and Jacob Johnson. We'll follow that up in the second half interview with Coach Tonegal. Jacob and Ben are two guys whose names are going to be brought up all season long because of their impact on every person in the program. On the court, they tied a program record with 126 wins in four seasons to go along with two national titles, a Final Four, and an Elite Eight appearance. Jacob was an all-conference performer, and Ben was named Mr. Hustle at the national tournament. More importantly, these are two of the greatest leaders our program has ever seen. Jacob and Ben are going to share with you some of their past struggles in the area of apathy and how they took the leadership reins given to them by setting a goal of driving apathy out of our program. In a culture where apathy seems to be the norm, especially in young adults, these guys will blow you away with the perspective they have at age 22. Welcome, guys, to The Pursuit. Thanks, Coach. We're glad to be here. Thanks for having us. Really excited to share with our listeners the impact you guys had as leaders in this program and, and want to walk through this year and what leadership looked like and how you guys grew into that over your four years. And I, I think it's important to start when you guys came in. A, a term we use in this program a lot is that you've been handed a heritage, but you will leave a legacy. Let's start with the heritage you were handed when you came in and specifically talk about the older guys coming in, the, the guys you played under and what you saw in leadership from them. Yeah, I would I would go back to my freshman year. Um, we had guys like DJ Bettinger, Zach Vanderwater, Tyler Greathouse, Josiah Godby. Um, and when you come into this program, it can be pretty intimidating. Um, just the um, what the program has surrounding it, and what any preconceived notions you have coming into it, um, you just don't know what to expect. And we came in in June, and immediately they they greeted us and. Everything they did, they did with humility and they did through prayer. And I just remember back to the first summers, we went out to like the baseball fields in June. Um, we just had team prayer time and each senior took a freshman and they took him aside and they prayed with him. And I think that really set the foundation for, for what was to come for me in my next four years. What was that like when you're a freshman and you know you're coming to a Christian school, but you probably haven't been in an environment where guys on your team are that intentionally mm -hmm. investing in you how did you process that and what were you thinking about yeah it's it's honestly intimidating at first and I think at first um, you try and put up a little bit of a wall just so you don't seem like you're doing something wrong and I think over time as they continue to just pursue you and just pursue growth in you that, that you begin to open up and you really uh, accept the change that they want to bring to you I love that word humility you use and I, I think when you talk about those guys DJ Zach Tyler those guys were filled with humility. Mm. And I, there is this tension of wanting to prove yourself, but those guys were very honest and transparent about ways they struggled, but also the ways they wanted you to grow. And, right. and I remember that. How about you, Jacob? Do you, do you have any uh, examples of, of the ways that the hand, heritage was handed to you that you learned and grew from? Yeah. Um, you know, just to hit on a little bit of what Ben said, 
two of the senior leaders that uh, the following year were Johnny and Josh and uh, just kind of the legacy they left as far as the how much they truly cared for their teammates and um, just the prayer times that we've had where you know I'd walk in the locker room and I'd see Johnny praying over lockers and Josh praying over lockers and and just kind of like it was still it was my sophomore year so I was a little bit new to the program and and just you know I think it was a great example of what leadership looked like um, and, and truly servant leadership and uh, you know I I'm still in contact with both of them today uh, two people that I would consider like mentors of mine and uh, just people that I can go to with advice or for advice and um, it really just set the set the stage for uh, what leadership looked like and, and something to model it after. So definitely super grateful for their leadership going in going into that year. So over the course of years, this program's really become a program of stories. Mm-hmm. And when when I think of those guys, I think of specific stories. Johnny Marlin, the morning of the national championship game, he got in front of the guys and the dads, and we we got together and, and he talked everybody through the the ways God had answered prayers throughout the year. And it was such a powerful time. But the one thing I remember him saying, he said, I, I always dreamed of playing at Indiana University growing up in front of 17,000 people. And he had the opportunity to do that. He said, what I've realized over time is my dream was to pray with my teammates and my dad on the morning of a national championship hmm. game. And I never thought that would be possible. I wish I could have come here for four years if I had a chance to do it all over again. And that's a moment I'll never forget. Hmm. What about Josh? You guys remember any specific stories from from Josh and, and his time? Yeah, I think one that that's kind of become a legendary story um, is we're in the national championship game and, and he's on the bench, and that's really hard as a senior, obviously, to be sitting out when your team's on there. We're in the second half, and he's singing worship songs on the bench. He's singing Unstoppable God while sitting on the bench. It kind of just shows, like, he didn't care. He just wanted God to be glorified just through everything. And that's one of my favorite Josh Maywar stories. I remember because the crowd was – going crazy everyone on the bench is cheering and talking and we kind of looked at what is happening over here <laughs> Josh is over there just worshiping God <laughs> so how'd that move into this year for you guys you you came out of your junior season you guys see you're the two senior leaders you're going to be put in charge and I remember specifically you guys felt like you had a, a mission to drive apathy out of this program a lot of that came from your testimony through your first three year here. Do you guys both mind sharing a little bit about where that came from and how you got to that point? Yeah, um, we, w- when talking to Ben, that's kind of what we wanted to focus on, just knowing that it was a big part of both of our stories. And me specifically, um, really my first two years here, not being fully committed, uh, you know, questioning my time here, wanting to quit a lot of the times. and. Uh, just not being like fully bought into the process and uh, not giving everything I had and and uh, you know like I said almost quit a few times and thought I didn't want to be here and and thankfully I had people around me pouring into me and 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 shining truth on that and and uh, after those two years just committing to be all in for the rest of my time here and uh, just the things that how God's used that and just the blessings that that's brought in my life and in others it's just been super super impactful and I knew that that was part of something that I'd struggled with in the past as far as apathy goes and, and that was really in all areas and and just seeing that kind of flip on its head and um, being able to kind of vocalize that to my teammates through this year uh, some of the struggles that I have and had in the past and and uh, you know just driving that out of the program, basically. What I love about that story, Jacob, is you took something you had struggled with and you turned it into a ministry. 
said, I struggled with this, so I can identify with those who have, and now I'm going to use it as a weapon. And a lot of people probably would never have believed that because you were a guy, you always worked hard, you always competed, you had a lot of success as we've shown, but all of us are wrestling with things and dealing with things, and we are all struggling with trials, and, and you found a way to overcome that. And I think, Ben, you can probably relate in some ways and speak as well to this apathy piece. Yeah, I think... Um, my first two years, I'll just sum it up with, with being content with being comfortable. Um, and then I think, uh, in that, my, my postseason meeting after my sophomore season, um, when you guys sat me down and said, look, these are some changes that just need to be made. And just that tough love that really, um, started a transformation in my life where I lost 40 pounds over the course of the summer. And I think, um, that was huge off season for me and JJ. And we took that into the basketball season. And I think, we had a great year as a team. I mean, we made it to the final four, but we just left the season feeling unsatisfied. We're like something was missing that season. Um, and we really saw that it was apathy that was just alive in our program. And so we, we kind of just sat down and said, how are we going to get, get rid of this? And I think that started um, just a season of prayer right after the season ended. One of the things that you mentioned briefly was that meeting when you were challenged by the coaching staff. It's a postseason meeting. You're brought in, and you're basically called out. Mm. And in that moment, you had a choice. You could choose to remain comfortable and apathetic, or you could choose to be all in. Yeah. What was going through your mind, and, and how did you remain disciplined to be committed? Because you had a complete transformation, both in your body and in your life. And we're going to hear stories all season long of the ways you impacted this team. But going back two years, you didn't know how it was going to end. So what was going through your mind at that point? Yeah, I think... Um, in that moment, there were so many things flying through my mind, but I think throughout the entire process, uh, my discipline came from just seeking truth. And, you know, Satan put so many lies in my head, you know, the, the coaches don't want you here anymore, or you're not good enough, you're not going to be able to do this, like it's, it's going to be too hard. Um, and I think just seeking truth, and then I, through seeking truth, I found accountability um, in the right people, my parents, my teammates, the coaches, even I just felt completely encouraged just by seeking truth through the situation that's led to ultimately a transformation in my entire life. It's so powerful because a lot of people will look at this program. We've won three of the last five national titles. We have high-level players. People watch you guys play, and you play so hard and unselfishly, and people assume everything's perfect. But we go through the course of the season. We're pursuing a championship. We're pursuing I am third. And there are a lot of trials that come along the way. And coming into the year, you guys knew that. You've been through it three years. You know there's a lot of talent in the locker room, but a lot of new guys and trials are coming. So what did you do in April, May, and June to really set the stage for our guys so you could have the trust when those trials were sure to come? Yeah, I think just kind of starting in April, uh, we don't – it gets a little lighter. We just lift and uh, do individual workouts in April. And, and just me when me and Ben were talking just about, like, different things that we can do going forward and, and just praying over the upcoming season and, and just praying over – you know that we can be good servant leaders this coming season and then that kind of went on into May and then we're back in campus on June and, and something that we we wanted to do was uh, lead weekly devotions for our team and so um, that's that's kind of what we focus on in June and I think those are pretty powerful times uh, just kind of setting the setting the standard of of what this coming year was going to be like. So now you're in the position that DJ Tyler Zach and Josiah were the position Johnny and Josh were in. You guys are the leaders. So Ben, how did you go to the new guys 
and pull them into the process? What were you thinking as you were trying to build trust with those guys? Yeah, um, we just wanted to have as much intentional time as possible because especially with a lot of new guys, it, it'd be easy for a coach to say, all right, I'm taking the reins. And you guys were so awesome in just giving us complete freedom to say, all right, like we have a bunch of new guys, you need to show them the ropes. Um, so I think that shows a lot of trust from your guys then. But we, we just we said team devotions, um, and that even led to team testimony nights, or and sometimes just going to the guys' room, just hanging out with them, and just telling them about the program, or, or inviting them to get into the gym, whatever it be. Um, just time with them where we can show them, hey, this is our program, this is how we do things, and this is just the foundation we wanted to set for the year. It was amazing how the timing worked out because as a coaching staff, we're always praying together and studying together and trying to learn things. And one of the things we were learning along that time was how ministry can lead to maturity. When we're put in positions of ministry and empowered to do that, we can mature. At the same time, you guys were coming to us. We want more power Mm. to drive apathy out of this program. So these two things were aligning to come together for you guys to have more input. You guys were leading the Devos instead of us this year. You guys were driving a lot of the conversation instead of the coaches. What was it like to be empowered? And now that you look back, how did you grow as a result of being put in position to minister? Yeah, I, I thought at first it was really challenging, you know, because um, when you have a leader in front of you, they usually give you a little nudge in one direction. But this time it was like, all right, where are we going to go? So really, um, first it took a lot of patience. It's just like waiting for God to to just reveal what we were supposed to do. Now, now it does take us pursuing after that. Um, but first, it was patience. Like, what is God going to do for us? What is he going to tell us? Like, where does he want us to go? And I think the way I grew the most um, this year was pursuing being well-respected more than being well-liked. Mm-hmm. And that, that's something that was really hard for me in my four years. I just want to be liked by everyone. And I decided, you know what, I'm going to seek doing what is right before I, I seek being liked. And I think that really... Um, shaped who I became this year and the way I did things this year. It's amazing hearing you articulate that because we're sitting now recording this in April, Mm. a year after this process started, and we just finished postseason evaluation with with our guys and the ways that they talked about the impact you two had on their lives and on this season is amazing. And as we go through this podcast, there's going to be story after story about Ben and Jacob and their leadership, and you guys will come back on and articulate that. So to see how that played out mm. is really powerful. Jacob, how about you? What would what would you say to that? Yeah, I think the concept of the ministry breeds maturity um, really played out in my life because um, I was coming from a point where I knew in the past that I wasn't where I needed to be, and stepping into a leadership role was pretty kind of nerve-wracking gave me a little anxiety just because I I wanted to be able to live up to the past leaders that I've seen here in this program and um, I think it it gives you a level of responsibility and um, motivation to to pursue the things that you need to pursue and the coaching staff like you guys uh, you know entrust some of that responsibility to us and realize like that is a a big factor in and my growth this year was just the fact that the ministry that I've had uh, here in this program and, and the maturity, how I've grown, was a big result in, in you guys just entrusting us with that type of leadership role and me growing into it and, and knowing that there was a level of responsibility there. When we come back after break, Coach Donald is going to come on and he's going to talk about the challenge of that when you're in a position of leadership and also how you guys had earned some of that trust. And there's always this tension between keeping control for ourselves and giving it away and Final thing as we go, this podcast is about a group of men who trade the pursuit of me for the pursuit of three. 
and you guys will be speaking again at later episodes, but as you sit here now and you go into the, the real world, Jacob, you're going into to business as an entrepreneur. Ben, you're going to go down and work with Johnny Marlin. What would you guys say that means? What does it mean to pursue three as you go on to this next phase of life? Man, yeah, it definitely brings a few things to mind. One, um, I'm getting married this summer, so that's a really prime example of what what that looks like and putting God first, others second, yourself third, um, and just figuring out a way to be intentional with that every single day with my fiance and, and future wife and, and making that a priority. And then, then after that, um, really as far as business-wise go, um, like great leaders that, that I've seen and, and being able to have mentors, mentor me, um, just a level of servant leadership. And, and Ben hit on it earlier is humility. And those are like two big, big things that I've seen where people, that, that shows – it kind of breeds a lot of respect in the workplace when you have somebody that's humble, uh, servant leadership within the organization. And so that's something like going forward that I'm really trying to focus on is just being a servant leader. Yeah, I think JJ hit it right in the head with the humility. And I think um, the pursuit of me, a lot of, is just following your own instincts, follow your gut, follow whatever. And that's what the world will tell you to do, right? They're going to tell you, follow what's best for you. And I think um, the pursuit of three is, is following what God has intended for you, and that takes a lot of patience. Now, God will give you promptings, and you have to follow those promptings, but I think ultimately it comes down to humility and say, God, um, this is not my life, this is not my money, this is not my job, this is not my house, whatever. Like It's all yours, and I'm just going to follow what you have planned for that. Well, I'm really excited for everyone to hear how this unfolded. You guys have this vision to drive out apathy from the program in April, and you lay the foundation in June. And, and as we go forward time and time again we're going to hear about ben and jacob and from ben and jacob about how that played out throughout the season this podcast was created to take you behind the scenes of building an i am third culture in a basketball program but iw hoops believes this philosophy can translate to any context as we enter this one minute halftime we want to let you hear from our sponsor insurance management group who is building a culture of I am third in the insurance industry right here in Indiana. Here's IMG president, Trent Daly. Pursuing the I am third lifestyle has helped me grow as a leader in all aspects of life. Putting God first, my colleagues and customers second, and myself third has impacted IMG in ways I couldn't have imagined. At IMG, we have a passion for people and helping them achieve their goals. We are not just an insurance agency. We are a culture and an experience. You should expect more from your insurance agent. Visit us now at www.insmgt.com. Now back to the second half. We're back for the second half of episode two with Coach Greg Tonigal. Coach, we just talked to Ben Carlson and Jacob Johnson, our two seniors. Their leadership this year was unbelievable. They're really unique guys when I think they're 22 years old to have that perspective and maturity. But part of that's being an environment where leaders can flourish. Can you take us through the philosophy of the leadership team, how you go about empowering leaders and putting them in position to, to do well in leadership? Well, I think as our, as our leaders have, um, man, just they've blown me out of the water the last couple of years. We've tried to give them more and more uh, opportunities to lead and, and empowering them. And, I think part of that was early on as a coach, I think I had this idea I was trying to create leaders who looked like me. And at some point I realized it was about creating leaders who look more like Christ and 
connecting them to him rather than me trying to do the, the work myself and take a guy like or two guys like Ben and Jacob who have unique personalities who are different than the guys before them I think they found their their personality they found their fingerprint in this program and, and were able to apply that effectively this year that touches on the, the things they talked about with some of the leaders that they learned from and, and how they built upon that legacy. What did you see specifically from Jacob and Ben, and what would you say about how every different senior class takes on its own identity and personality? Yeah, so we're all shaped by a culture that's transmitted to us um, by those who lead us, and, and you can just follow that pattern in our program down the line. So it's pretty neat to hear Ben talk about coming as a freshman, Having a guy like DJ Bettinger, who was just a, a kid with a big heart, it was a great leader in this program. And then Jacob, you know, telling the story of Johnny Marlin and his leadership and how those guys had impacted them and they, they had passed down this culture. Because, right, the culture every year doesn't automatically pass down on its own. It needs to be passed from leader to leader. And, but everybody does that in their own unique personality. I think one of the areas for me of, of growing is, is how do we give guys grace and space? So some guys need grace in this program where they're not going to come in perfect, as we talked about earlier, and I am third. They're going to come in and, and need room to grow into the person we think they could become. But then when they become seniors like Ben and Jacob, they just need space. They just need somebody to say, I believe in you. Your vision's better than mine. You're at the ground level. You're touching these guys in ways that I cannot go. Be who you're supposed to be. And, that's kind of, I think, where we found ourselves with Ben and Jacob this year. We gave them space, and they came back and gave us everything and more that we had handed them. It really was amazing to watch because they did things that, as coaches, we could not have done. But there's really a tension because a guy has to earn trust, but trust also has to be given. So how do you find that balance and deal with that tension as, as the leader of this program? That, you're right, that's, that's a really difficult tension. But I think it starts with observation. So a guy like Ben and Jacob, they were given the leadership mantle in their fourth year. So we observed them for the last couple years and watched and figured out, you know, are these guys ready? Because we've made the mistake of putting guys in leadership positions too early or we put them there because they were just really good basketball players. And, and because this program's more than basketball, they really have to be able to carry the weight spiritually of the team. And a guy like Ben and Jacob, turn that corner and when they really said okay my job is to carry the, the spiritual weight of this team and, and they showed us that they were doing it it was like a no-brainer put them into that position this concept we talked about with Ben and Jacob about ministry helping to lead to maturity can you touch on that and what that looks like as a spiritual leader to, to pass ministry on to put guys in a position to mature you know it's, it's funny because I wish I would have learned this a long time ago um, because my own growth, and I think you probably identify with this too, is that we've both grown because we've been forced into situations where we have to minister to others. One, it gets your mind off yourself. Two, it makes you really be reliant and dependent upon God. I remember my former coach, you know, called me to the office one time and said, "Hey, I can't do the speaking engagement. You need to go." And I said, "All right, I'll go." And then when I found out there were 3,500 people at the event, I freaked out all of a sudden. But I grew more in that experience because of him just throwing me into that. And now we're seeing that play out in ministry, right? You'll grow closer to God if you have to lead a Bible study with your teammates or you're going to grow deeper in your prayer life if you have to call in the freshmen and, and, and pray with them uh, during preseason. And so we've really been to use that model of we're going to do less as leaders in terms of trying to carry all the weight and every day have to come up with something and more pass it along to our leaders and, and encourage them to do so. 
So our guys benefit from it, but then they also mature and grow at such a faster rate. It's, it's really fun to watch it happen, too, because it, it can be hard. I know, say you give a guy an opportunity to lead a Devo, and as he leads it, you may be thinking you could articulate this point better. But then over the course of the season, you see these guys emerge and mature. And listeners are going to hear this as the season goes along. Our players are going to talk about Ben and Jacob so much and the impact that they had and the way they influenced the season. But what's it like in those moments where you feel like you could step in and, and do a better job but allow guys to learn from their mistakes? Yeah, there, there's just this element of letting go. I think um, that's hard because as leaders, we're supposed to accumulate power. And I think as we understand power, what we're learning is that power is created when I give it away, which is kind of paradoxical if we think about it, but that's how the kingdom operates, right? Jesus created more power than any human being by giving himself up on the cross. So if we can then begin to look at our leadership roles as giving power away so that others can, can benefit from it, we give Jacob and Ben, we give those guys opportunities to lead devotions when we think maybe we could do it better or, you know, I've been doing it for 13 years, I should be leading all these, when in reality, the entire organization flourishes when others have power to do what they're called to do. And, and this year, Ben and Jacob were called to lead this team. What's fun is to, to hear guys when they're seniors talk about the guys who came before them. So to hear Ben talk about DJ Bettinger's humility and to hear Jacob talk about Johnny Marlin's discipline and Josh Maywar's intentionality. In four years, when Kyle Mangus and Grant Smith and Michael Zitney are seniors, what do you think they're going to be saying about Ben Carlson and Jacob Johnson? You know, it won't be basketball, but obviously those guys had basketball success, but it'll be all the things that, that you want in a best friend. And, and as I look back, if, if you were to name my college teammates, if I had a list here, first thing that comes to mind would not be their go-to move. It wouldn't be the accolades they had because we live in relationship. And, you know, the most satisfying thing in relationships are the times we spend with people that, that involve caring, that they go deeper than the surface level. and. Uh, we've tried to build that locker room to have that. So when guys are in the locker room, they're, they're partaking in life with each other. And so guys are going to look back and just remember the way Ben and Jacob uh, just loved them and cared for them. And that's a memory that will never fade. It's really special. I, I remember we had a guy, David Peters, who, who played here. And he never played as much as he wanted to or as, as competitive as he was and as hard as he worked. He really influenced the team. He got some meaningful minutes. But he was one of those rare guys, when he comes back in the locker room, he is celebrated. And I just can't wait for Ben and Jacob, when they come back next year to a game, there's just a feeling that's different when a guy like that comes back, when they gave everything they had, and they truly did put aside the pursuit of me for the pursuit of three. It's, it's really a special thing. And we really challenge you listeners, as, as you follow along on the pursuit of three over the course of the year, just listen to some of these younger guys and the way that they talk about Ben and Jacob. On our next episode, we're going to be hearing from one of those guys, sophomore Kanan Coffey. Kanan took the message of hunger, habits, and humility to heart over the summer, but then was met with disappointment to start the new year. It was just devastating. And just knowing that for me at that moment, it felt like all the hard work I had put in just didn't mean anything. Hear more from Kanan next time on The Pursuit. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Pursuit. If you were challenged to grow from this podcast, please rate or review us on your podcast platform or share with those you know as it helps multiply the impact. If you have a question you would like to ask IWU Hoops on a future episode, hashtag AskIWUHoops or email 
jeff.clark at indwes.edu. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook at Hoops. Join us next time right here on The Pursuit. And remember, if you want to be first, first find a way to be third.